What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, sponsor of Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds were literally robbed of two points by the ref in Miami, and we are going to break it all down. Guys, look, if it wasn't for, like, not talking to you for a few weeks, I was literally just going to roll the clip, and we were just going to get right into it. But uh figured I would stop and just touch base a little bit. What's uh... been... Uh... What's been going on, Josh? That I can't tell if that's a sigh of relief because there's less that you have to do this week or just like <laughs> you don't want to talk about this game or what's going on. I mean, that's nice. I, I, I like not hosting. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do just real, realize I have my beverage that I have to open, but it's not a victory beverage. But, you know, yeah, so it's it's yeah, slight opening of a can. I, you, dude, you, like, do this for professional, like, professionals. This, this should be your career. Like, the, the control, <laughs> the set over that. I'm a professional beer opener. Op- yes, but like commercials and everything. That was, that was incredible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than, you know, this game, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Nothing, good. nothing to complain about. Kev, how's yep, the life I, in Tennessee? Was... You were, you were sipping some whiskey before we got on air? I was, yeah. Um, boy, and it was my turn to go to Asheville, so I went went this weekend, and it was nice. Just did normal stuff. So I feel like now it. I need to make like a pilgrimage here there since you guys have. It'd gone. be wonderful. I'd I'd love to, you know, hang out with you guys. Isn't it? Was it like back to back weeks? Josh, you went last week, Kevin, or two weeks ago? Kevin went this I think, week. I think it was two week difference. Yeah, I would say I think it's two weeks. Yeah, it feels like forever ago at this point, just because time flies. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm happy to be back. We have our last game tomorrow night. It's senior night. Um, for your kid, let's for my kid. Clear. Yeah, it's not for me. No, um, no, it's been a bit of a whirlwind getting back into high school soccer. For any of those who uh, who are involved, you know exactly what I mean. Um, but uh, yeah, glad to be back. Um, let's um. Yeah, let's let's just do this, guys. There's there's one thing we're going to talk about tonight, and it's um, it's this. Martinez is taken down, and it's going to be a foul called on Mikel Williams. Trinidad Tobago man called for his foul. Oh no! It's a goal. When playing it out of the back goes wrong, Miami have conceded a howler. What happened there is correct, guys. So a couple things to point out. And and I know that this was, you know, literally a seven second moment of the game. Um, but a couple of things that are interesting upon replay. So just to set the scene for those of the who, you who aren't watching live, we're obviously talking about uh, in this game, Hounds versus Miami. Final score was nil nil. But there was a moment in the game where uh, Miami was awarded an indirect kick just outside of their own box. The player sets up, passes it to, what, I guess their left back, who then dribbles a little bit, then decides to turn around and pass it back to their keeper, Connor Sparrow, who misses it, and it goes in the net. At this point, Hounds are like, hey, it's an own goal. I think even Miami was like, it's an own goal. And uh, and the ref said, hold on a minute. It's a corner kick. Um. What's interesting of that clip, and, you know, there's been a ton of discussion on Twitter. Uh, It looked like, you know, the Hounds Twitter sort of blew up because they posted the clip. Uh, If you try to watch the replay of the game or the highlights of the game, 
I should say the highlights, not the full replay. If you were trying to watch the highlights, it's not included in the highlights. Why would it not be included in the highlights? We could talk about that in a second. But, um, yeah, yeah. it was basically an own goal. Uh, and well, but before you keep talking about it, I didn't know that they didn't include it in the highlights. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, it's not even, no. There's a lot of, like, shady stuff going on here, um, which... <laughs> Gonna push back a little bit about this conspiracy because in the highlight reels, they usually don't show very much other than goals. It's usually the highlight reel is literally just chances on goal or goals if they're, you know, and that's it. Doesn't this fall into both of those categories, Joshua? (laughs) It was not counted as a goal, so therefore, no, it wasn't. (laughs) I mean, the fact that it was not a, you know, attacking play or anything like that. I still think it's stupid because it's a big part of this game. It's one it's of like the most contentious parts of the game. Oh, yeah. Like it but feels you, like you're hiding something. But you also don't ever see like, you know, really contentious like red cards in these highlight reels or like just red cards in general. Like you you don't get to see the controversy in these highlight reels ever from the league, at least. So it shouldn't be that surprising. Yeah, I I don't know. There, there's there's a couple of things we can we can get on the whole like how the league is handling this kind of thing because I think there's a whole conversation that can be had about that. A couple of things from the clip. So first of all, I think that a lot of people, especially when this first happened, there was a lot of talk on social media saying that the three of us were going to have a field day with this today. <laughs> I don't think that we sh- like we should not spend the entire episode talking about this. There was the rest of the game that was played even though this was a big part of the game. I, I can understand how we feel wrong done by this because essentially this could be three more points and we wouldn't be currently tied with Charlotte. In se- right now we're in third place in the table. We'd be sitting ahead of them in a home playoff spot. But right now we're not because the ref decided to take it away. And it would of- all but essentially confirm Miami's position in at least third or fourth. Correct. It's a couple things, and 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 this is this is sort of what I want to pick your guys' brains about. There were two big, three big things. So first of all, ball was kicked. There is a rule, um, and it's been circulating online, where if there is an indirect free kick, and the person taking the kick puts the ball directly into their own goal, then it is a corner kick for the opposing team. So the fact that Miami put the ball into their own goal and the refs awarded a corner kick leads me to believe, clearly they haven't stated anything at all, that that was the rule that was on their mind. That Miami put the ball into their own net, it's a corner kick for the Hounds. So there's that bit of it. There's that. There's the, the actual rule. Second, when the, when the player put the ball down, he literally looks directly at the ref. There seems to be some acknowledgement, and I can play the clip again. No, there, there's, there's, I'll cut in. There's absolutely acknowledgement. The there's ref acknowledgement. sees what, what happens. Because the other big thing is, you keep, like, if, you re, if you're a ref who really wants to play these things by the book, you make sure the ball is not moving before the, right. before the, um, before the you know, they, they resume play. The ref makes sure that, the ball is not moving. You can you can see it in the clip. I I, I watched back and look at it, um, and and play resumes. And the ref observes play and continues to run to run away. He sees yes. the pass made to the left back. He observes the play and he continues. And he even stops and stops 
uh, running back in the other direction as soon as he sees the left back make the pass back to the goalkeeper. So he's he's fully aware of everything that's happening. There, this isn't a confusion of oh, did he just pass it back to the goalkeeper? The, the ref is fully complicit in what's in what's happening. Correct. So the ref is fully complicit. The re- in, in the ref's mind, we have to assume based on his body language, based on how he essentially let play go on for like seven seconds after the ball was put down and kicked that in his mind, play had resumed. Now, the ball is then kicked towards the Miami goal. Uh, Sparrow, the keeper, lunges for it to stop it and misses it and it goes in the net. At that point, if you go back and rewatch the clip, Sparrow seems to think it's a no goal. Now, why would Sparrow assume that it's not a goal? He lifts his head up. He starts waving to the ref saying that it's not a goal. I, there, There's that bit of it where it's like, if Sparrow reacts differently, are we still having the same conversation? If he's like, ah, crap, then is the rep just like, well, yeah, then yeah, it's a goal. No, I, I mean, know. as far as Sparrow goes, like you see this constantly with, you know, goals that get awarded like from corner kicks or from, you know, like everyone on the opposing team is going to put their hand up for offside. They're going to act like something's wrong. They're going to look at the line judge. Like a keeper is never going to be like, well, you scored. Like he's, he's going to protest it and try to, you know, say shenanigans and get the goal called off. So like, don't think, we should ever expect the keeper to be the one who, you know, shows some self-reflecting and know that it was a goal. Um, And from the looks of it, it doesn't look like the main ref is the one who had an issue. It looked Mm -hmm. like it came from the sideline. Like it either came from the middle or from the ref down by the goal. Uh, the line judge, like it looked like they're the ones that said, like, hold on, this might not be a goal. Um, it because it, it, I, I don't think, I think he was talked into it. The the main ref, like, I, I don't think he was originally going to award it. It was like, eh, whatever, it's a goal, obviously. And then suddenly he got, you know, called over and the discussion started happening and it took forever. If you watch the whole thing, like, it, I think it's like, about two minutes of yeah. them discussing stuff and the players getting in their faces and the, you know, and Bob and the other coach, you know, yelling at actually, I don't, I don't remember seeing Miami's coach yelling too much. Just Bob. <laughs> it's because he knew he was getting a freebie. <laughs> oh, so that's why. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, like it's, it's definitely a situation where it was not clear because if it was, they would have caught it right away and they didn't like, and I don't know what they saw and that that's, what's so frustrating about not having any communication from pro or from the league is like, what is the reasoning they made this decision? I got a feeling the reason why we're not hearing anything because there wasn't good reasoning. So there's yeah. nothing they can say. And I don't expect at this point for them to go back and like, give us three points. Cause that's not fair. Right. Like no, no, you don't know how the rest of this game would go yeah. if, if it would have been awarded a goal. So like, that's not, an option and i know that's an option it's just the fact that it happened at all is what's terrible yeah the second the ball was put back into play like our hopes of it counting as a goal were gone like even if they came back later in the game and were like you know what we're gonna give that one to the hounds that's not fair at that point so i think what what is most frustrating about this is that 
a couple things. One, that the call was made. I think we're always going to be like, well, look, at the end of the season, this may not matter at all. We may still end up getting second place and we just move on and it's fine. Great. Um, I think the most frustrating thing is the complete lack of acknowledgement by the USL championship and by pro referees to just say, we screwed up. Like everybody screws up. Like the hounds do it multiple times a game. We call them out on it all the time. Like just come out and say, you know what? Our bad. We got that call wrong. We can't change it now, but like, we're sorry. And we'll try better next time. Like that's all we need to hear. Or the USL to literally just say, look, we know there was an issue. We apologize for the discrepancy and we move forward. But I feel like as a league and as an association, there's either too much pride or you just don't want to show that you're growing and that you can make mistakes. And I, I have less respect for you when you say nothing than if you came out and said, our bad, we screwed up. Because like I said, we all screw up. The team screw up multiple times a game. It's well, just... And and I think this this isn't a case where it's like a slippery slope because the 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 terrible argument that governing bodies would make is that if we start feeling like we need to justify every call, we feel like we, we're going to need to justify every foul, every yellow card, every red card. No, you don't. This, this is like read read the room. Like look at the context of this of this situation. This was two teams, two two playoff teams mm-hmm. fighting for a home playoff game. I mean, I mean, for, I mean, forget like standings. Like, fine if you want to be pedantic enough, you could say like there are economic benefits here on the line. Like, yeah, a home playoff game for the Hounds is like is mm. is huge. I mean, so th- this this was a big moment for two teams fighting out for playoff uh, for playoffs at the end of the season. This this wasn't the first or second game of the season either. So read the room. Like this isn't going to lead to you having to explain every yellow card or red card that you make. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the extremely frustrating part is, I, I to me, I mean, I don't really have much more to say about it. I mean, because that's, if the, if there's no communication from governing bodies, if there's no communication from the refs, you know, talking about it, like, <laughs> like that's, it was such an obvious just run of play. Like, I can't critique anything. Like, Josh, like you made that you made an It was a great shot. He like put it in the lower corner. The, you, rabbit, you, the goalie you made had no an chance. You made an interesting point that I didn't consider before of it maybe being the like the the um, lines ref, like the lines refs call. But even like okay, yeah, didn't consider that. It doesn't really change much. No. <laughs> like I don't really know. But like everything else, it's just that's it. They 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 messed up. It was from my end. Call your interpretation of it. You know, tell tell us where you went wrong and 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 move on. But the fact that it's just radio silence is just terrible. There, because in, unless there is some ambiguity in the rules that that we're not privy to, that we don't understand. I mean, Mike, you tried to lay it out at the beginning about yeah, if you have an indirect free kick and you just pat, like shoot it into your own goal, then that's not allowed. Unless there's a gray area interpretation where it's like the opposition can't touch the ball at all so in theory you can have possession for two minutes and then kick it in your own goal and then it's an you know it's a corner cut unless it's that in which case just say that and just say like that's the role and we can all move past it then it's yeah it's just a sham and we just need to move on (laughs) yeah and like so as far as like i guess the only thing we can focus on at this point if we're about the subject at least is what we want to see going forward 
as far as this goes. And like, I think Burger Brand put in the uh, comments was, you know, VAR. And that's actually not an impossibility because we had VAR. We were like the league that tested VAR um, in America. So like we, we've done it in USL before and we could do it again. And I know can, can it costs you on money. the spot and give like a quick history lesson. Next, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was just before they got brought over uh, to America. And I think it was, I want to say it was actually before I saw it in like really any major leagues at all in the world. Um, we tested out VAR and it was at most of the games or all the games that season. I can't remember what year it was. Um, this sounds hmm. very familiar to me. So, yes, I will back yeah. you on this. Yeah. But yeah, so they, you know, tested it out and it, you know, after finding out if it works or not and that kind of stuff. But it, it regardless, I feel like it's a possibility and it's it would cost more money and it would cost the league more money because I feel like the, the league would have to foot that bill. It wouldn't be the teams. Um, I mean, like, look, there's VAR and then there's like watching instant replay, right? Clearly, the refs were communicating with some other ref somewhere else watching stuff that's telling them like, yeah, yeah, you need to do something. And we would have to assume that that guy has access or girl has access to instant replay, just like all of us do. So like, it doesn't necessarily have to be the crazy goal line tech with yeah. the 3D ball. It's just, yeah, we, I, we the, went back the, and no watched lines. it. We screwed up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no they literally good. had that though. It was pretty, yeah. pretty much VAR as we yeah. see it. Um, and Laura Ellen put in the, the chat, uh, 2017. That, that sounds right. Uh, when it was, but regardless, like VAR, something like that, I think in a modern soccer league, you, you'd need it. Like it feels so arbitrary without it. And it just makes sense. Um, obviously there's ways to implement it that are better than other ways. And I don't want to see like, you know, us waiting, twiddling our thumbs for five minutes as they figure it out, but it's, it needs to happen because it's stuff like this. And, and I mean, to go on a little bit of rant about the actual play itself, like this is going to have major implications. I, I feel like for the season, because we haven't looked at the table yet, but if you look at the table, Charlotte is essentially above us right now and they have a pretty, cushy run going forward like they they play Loudon, they play like granted Loudon can be you know tricky sometimes but it looks like they're gonna get they have three games we have two games they're gonna and they're already ahead of us so they're probably gonna be in second place unless they really screw up and that's if we win all of our games yeah. our next two games so like it's it sucks because this probably means we don't get a home playoff game now yeah. at least the first game of the season I the think playoffs. if I think if nothing else, I'd just like to see there be some sort of replay, even for the protection of the refs, just so that they have a chance to go, our bad, we screwed up, let's like fix it. And let's that's be it. honest, there, you have no interest in protecting the refs in this. That's scenario. not true. That's, listen, <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not true. true. It's not, that's yeah, not true. I agree with Look, you, Mike. Yeah. Especially watching a lot of these high school games, there's a lot of guys that get it wrong a lot. And I'm like, if you had a chance to do that one over, you totally would. So this would be your chance that someone else would be like, uh, you know what? I'm sorry, we got that wrong. We're going to like fix it right now on the spot. And that's, like I said, there's a lot of people that have a certain like machismo that like to think that they're never wrong. I am not one of those people. Like <laughs> I am not proud enough to be like, you know, I'm never wrong. I am always wrong. And I will, t I'm happy to say when I'm wrong because that's an opportunity for myself to grow and get better. So like if somebody else is doing, it, I'm not going to criticize them. Great. 
Um, now, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you have VAR chiming in like six times a, a game, then maybe you shouldn't be a ref, but like, <laughs> this is clearly a scenario where there was some confusion and you had a chance to like get a second set of eyes on it and say like, nah, you were right the first time it's a goal. So. And like, it. obviously like with how long it took them to decide on what to do, that tells you that they were look like they would have gladly they were confused accepted too. Help. Yeah. They would have exactly. been like. I wish we had VAR right now so we could see what the heck happened for yep. sure. Um, so I have no doubt the rest would love it too because it, yeah. it puts a lot of pressure off of them as far as this goes. Yeah. But in the, the situation as well, something else to keep in mind is USL doesn't pick the refs. For, like they're not the ones like this is pro, the organization pro. So like I don't understand why USL wouldn't come out and be like, yeah, they got it wrong. Right. Pro got it wrong. We we are asking Pro to look into this and to you know do better next time, because it's not them. They can throw Pro under the bus. I don't see why they don't do that. I mean, unless there's something with their contract and they can't like you know complain about calls or something like that and some crappy businessly you know business type agreement there. But it it's it seems like this USL could really come out not looking like the bad guy. Yeah, if they were to you know throw pro under bus, which I feel like is acceptable in the situation because pro screwed up. I think the hope is, I mean, we've seen not calls necessarily this egregious over the course of the season, but I think the hope is, is you just don't say anything and then you wait a week and another game is played and there's another round of games played. And after two or three weeks, everyone just sort of kind of forgets about it and then it's gone. And that's just what it is. And Kev, you brought up the point that there's, there's literal financial ramifications to this, that if we don't have a home playoff game, that's money that's not in the team's pocket that you're sort of counting on whenever you have a lean year. And, you know, at that point, why even, why even push for a top two spot? Like why, why not just say we got into the playoffs and it's fine. Cause it doesn't really matter. Cause you know, there's no guarantee that even there we're going to get a home spot. Like it just, it's crazy. So, well, and I guess maybe my last thing on it too yeah, Depending on on how we're talking about VAR being implemented in this scenario, I like I don't unless I'm missing something, I don't even think it's a VAR thing. I think it's I think it's refs not knowing the rule book yeah. the way they should. I mean, because like that's the thing. Like this I, is a weird rule. Like it's like, a I don't, weird rule, but still, like you should know it. Like I don't think like they didn't not see something. That's that's the thing. Like this this wasn't happening in under a second. This wasn't happening under two seconds. Like this, this was a drawn out like thing where everyone knew what was happening. So that's that's the frustrating thing. This wasn't something that was fast and someone missed something. So in in that scenario, VAR would make sense. Fine, cool. Here, go look at a monitor. Go talk to a second, you know, earpiece, whatever. In this scenario, it was just the bet once again because they're not clarifying this the best i can interpret this as they just didn't know what the rules were and they made a call and and that's what it was what's weird though is like i think in the moment most of us were like well why is it a corner kick then if it's not a goal why is it a corner kick so it feels like they knew some interpretation of the rule that if it's an indirect kick and it goes into that then it's a corner kick but if you were actually confused about did play actually start, like did the ref actually blow the whistle or did the ref not blow the whistle? In that case, you would think they would just restart the set piece again and give them but back see, the indirect free kick. But that's not what happened. It was a clear kick. Like, this to have, I, have, I have no issue 
if you want to play it by the book that much. If if the lines if the lines ref flags over the main referee and says, you know, wait, no, come over here. You didn't blow your whistle, therefore you can't restart play. Right. Fine. Right. If if you do that from the first whistle of the game. Right. But like it's this is like and yeah. and to be honest, look maybe he did throughout the entire game but like i'm not paying it like in nine like no the ref doesn't like blow the whistle to restart every freaking like stop every foul yeah. everything no like you just especially in these quick restarts you just put the ball yeah. down as long as the ball's not moving you restart play that's yeah. fine and and like in once again the main ref was fine with it yeah like the, the play that's continues the yeah. he could have stopped it he could have stopped it right there and he didn't and that's and it's yeah all right. Let's and, and, sorry. <laughs> like it literally It's been twenty five like minutes, Kev. This is it, it. It literally is the difference potentially between second and fourth. Like I I mean, we look, we're in third right now. Like, but Miami are three points behind us but with a game in hand. So it could come down to goal, uh, goal differential or something, or whatever the whatever the tiebreak is. So we, we like we have a very legitimate possibility of finishing fourth now. Now hold on a second. Like let's let's walk this back just a second. Yes, there is a very legitimate chance that we will finish out of the top two. I'll, we'll, we'll say that much. But there was another ninety-four plus minutes that were played in this game that I think is worth talking about. And we don't need to spend forever because we're already twenty-five minutes into the episode. But my question to you guys is: Did the Hounds deserve? three points in this game because i feel like you know you end the game nil nil we're always going to point to the fact like oh no wait we had that goal that literally was like this gift wrap thing that miami totally like we didn't even touch the ball miami just was like we're gonna pass this into our net for you and so yeah we feel like we we should have had three points but you remove that from the equation should we have had three points did we play well enough to win this game you you look back at what happened you look at the shots Danny Griffin had sort of a standalone rip that went just wide. Um, uh, Cicerone had two-ish shots on goal. Dixon had a shot on goal. Like, we had opportunities. I think we ended up with nine total shots, five of them on target, which is pretty good. But we didn't put any of them away. We did a good job of of limiting Miami's chances. But at the end of the day, if you remove that bit from the equation and we came on the show and we said are you okay with a draw? Like, do you think we played well enough for a draw or do you think we should have got a win? Like Josh, how would you have felt? No, I mean, that's a good point. Cause it definitely did feel like, you know, maybe the hounds as far as the play goes, you know, fought for a draw. <laughs> like they got that draw. I, I do think the hounds are the better team. I, I felt like they, they looked the better team, but you don't finish. You don't finish. And that that's what happened. And, you know, we couldn't get a goal to save our lives. So it's, it is a sad truth that we probably earned the draw, even though, you know, that's if you take away this whole ref debacle. Yeah. It felt like we earned a draw, but this was our chance at like a lottery ticket and, you know, the ref wouldn't cash it. Kev, how do you feel about the rest of the performance? No, I don't think we deserve three points on the run of play, but I, a point was, um, what's the word? A, ju- a point was justified for both teams. I don't. I don't think we played uh, well enough to, to get the win. I don't think Miami played well enough to get the win. I thought yeah, this I was kind of. That. I thought this was kind of like two. 
I don't walk, I don't watch boxing, but I, I don't recently have been using a lot of boxing metaphors. I feel like this is like two good boxers, neither of them knock each other out, and someone wins narrowly on a, like a points decision at the end. Like I think that it was it was well matched throughout the entire game. Stats were pretty even. Um, they create some chances, we create some chances. We have periods of the game where we're on top. They have periods where in the game where they're on top. Um, and so yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a, a draw was felt about right um i'll stop myself from saying anything more <laughs> i will say i'm i'm getting really tired of watching francois dive anywhere near the box we've had him on the show he's a lovely gentleman i like talking to him but stay on your feet man like just it's, it's nice just, to want was, things it's it, nice I, to want <laughs> <laughs> it's so true you know if he was still in pittsburgh uh, i'd be like you're great man but like uh, yeah it's so annoying um you're going to start yelling at our players to not uh, try to get throw-ins, Mike? Is, is that is that where we're going? You want to go yeah. there? I was. Yeah. I listened to the show. Yeah. I know that's where you want to go. But yeah. like, One day, I'll get us to, to do it. Let's, let's save that for an off-season show. Yeah, that sounds like, like an off-season. We're going to have a lot to talk about in the off-season. Um, I thought our defense did a good job of of limiting chances, other than, you know, whatever it was like the first 30 seconds where Vidiello had to come out and make a save for the most part, he didn't have a ton to do. Even their set pieces were like right at him. So, you know, previously, I know you guys got to talk about the Tampa game last week. Um, but in previous weeks, we were talking about how shaky the defense looked. And this was a case where they went up against a Miami team who needed three points. I mean, Miami had lost to Loudon. And so the whole table had flipped and we did a good job of holding them at bay. So let me ask you this. Based on this performance, and then, you know, we'll sort of, unless there's other things you guys want to talk about this game, we'll sort of turn the page and start to talk about these next two games. We'll talk about the table and all that. But based on this performance, do you guys feel, obviously, beating Tampa at home is huge. Like, I think in terms of our confidence, how we feel, that's great. The big test was always going to be going back to Miami and seeing how we perform. Did we do enough in this game that now, you know, two games out from the playoffs, you're feeling a little bit better? about our chances as we go into the playoffs or do you still feel like you know potentially the tampa game was a bit of an anomaly and we're actually the team that played miami the first time that we had lots of complaints about and were too shaky or is the inconsistency the biggest concern like i i just threw out like eight different options so kev go ahead and pick one of them and tell me how are you feeling based on this performance as we head towards the playoffs yeah i mean so quickly yeah the tampa game in a similar way to this Miami game, I actually felt like a draw was reasonable. I mean, I thought it was a, a really good game. We end up finishing two chances and, and they don't, you know, they, they get, they, Dos Santos hits one off the bar that like may or may not have gone over the line. And they also get a penalty that they miss, you know, and we just happened to convert both of our chances. So the, the Tampa game was, was good in this. I don't think we were like two nil better than Tampa in that game necessarily, but Tampa are an incredible team. They've, they've been incredible over the past few months. They're going to finish um, our our division, uh, you know, top of top of our division. Um, they're going to finish, you know, go into the playoffs as one of the best teams in the USL. And you know, we we got a two 0 win from them and and played them really really well, really strongly. Same thing with Miami. I, I think Miami was a huge. I mean, you know, ask the, ask the players this, and they might not agree with this, but I think I think the I think Miami was kind of a huge mental hurdle for us. Um, you know, with, with all the times that we've gone up against them and then they come back and either draw or win, particularly the game two weeks ago. 
um, you know, going away on, on a, on a long distance travel um, for a crucial game that mattered. I think that's something that I've been talking about a lot is it seems like when the chips are down, this team doesn't tend to show up. I thought the hounds did against this game and they put in a good enough performance to, to warrant, you know, a positive result that we would walk away from. Um, and so based off of that, I'm, I, I kind of see us as a, like an even keel with Tampa, Miami, whatever. I mean, we, yeah, we, we absolutely belong in, you know, in this group of playoff teams that are going to be represented um, in our division. Um, so in that sense, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I feel more confident than I did two weeks ago, three weeks ago about, you know, if we go up against, uh, you know, Lou city, or if we go up against Birmingham, um, you know, all good. Uh, I, I, well, not all good. It's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be really difficult, but, um, but I, yeah, I, I think these two games have given me a lot more confidence. Josh, I mean, does this in your mind, do the hounds have a ceiling or is it, they can beat, any team on any day like how do you feel about this so in this whole you know smaller conferences smaller like you know it's hard to know because i i believe confidently that we could beat any team in this in the atlantic division because we have so like that's you know a good thing (laughs) but like i still don't know what would happen if us or the rowdies went up against you know louisville like it's hard to know this season what to expect from these other teams outside of our uh division uh, of what what it's going to be like but overall i feel pretty confident i feel like this is one of the hardest divisions like uh conferences in the whole league like i don't think we should be scared of any team and I do think this performance was pretty good. Like other than the fact that we couldn't find the back of the net, like they looked good and the fact that we were able to hold them to zero. is fantastic. So it's, it's not the best result, but it's still kind of made me more confident in this team than not. Um, as far as what we can do, it's just, there's not a lot of season left. And so therefore it does feel a little bit dour just because it's like, ugh, like, sucks because there's not enough games to really make a big difference um especially with how tight this division is uh which we'll talk about in a little bit but yeah so i did not feel bad about this game if it wasn't for that one call like taking that out of the equation overall this game wasn't a very terrible you know result for us as far as look and play I think my concern, and honestly, we got two games left to the season, and two games is enough time to really sort of ramp up and go in guns a blazing. Um, it just feels like this team is too streaky. Like there are times that we could look amazing, and there are times that we'll get nine shots on net and none of them really connect. And it's just the the lack of consistency. And I think you see that somewhat across the board in the USL. If you have a team that is consistent they're typically sort of top of the table kind of teams. And so I think that's one thing that the Hounds have lacked this year is that consistency. They've consistently been inconsistent. And, you know, I'd like to see them turn it around. You know, we have what the battery and we have Hartford left both teams that are 
they're out of the playoffs. It's not happening. So if we go ahead and throw up the uh, the the standings here on the screen, Tampa have locked up essentially first place with 62 points. There's nobody that's catching them. Um, the independents are currently tied with us with 52, but because the independents have one extra game to play than we do, they're in second place and we are in third place. Miami is in fourth place on 49 points. So Miami three points back from us also have a game in hand. So there is a scenario where Miami could get the same number of points as we do uh, if all teams win out. So, which is a possibility because Charlotte doesn't play Miami in this case. We don't play Charlotte. So if all the teams win out, then both, uh, you know, Miami could have the same number of points as we do and Charlotte would end up above us and we would end up in either third or fourth. Um, I, I forget what the tiebreaker is. So playoff positioning is sort of out of our hands at this point. Um, guys, I mean, you know, if, if we're just sort of looking ahead to our next two games, obviously both of them are at Highmark, which is kind of huge. Um, we're playing against the battery. Uh, the, the positive is we play the battery next weekend uh, on Saturday and the battery actually travel to play Los Angeles Galaxy 2 on Wednesday before coming to Highmark on Saturday. So that's not just like a little road trip. That's like literally across the country, like coast to coast road trip, and then come back and play us on Saturday. So the battery are going to be somewhat tired and the battery are already out of the playoffs. So they don't have a ton to play for. Likewise, a week later, we play Hartford and Hartford will play the battery midweek before playing us on the weekend. So we have a favorable run of two games. Now, if you know we don't demolish both of those teams, I think we definitely go into the playoffs feeling a little more concerned than we should. But, I mean, are you guys, you know, are you at all? How do you see the shakeout? There's two games left. Josh, pick a position. Do we end up second, third, or fourth? And I'll, I'll throw the table back up on the screen just so that you can. No, yeah, it's fine. Um, so <laughs> you're like, you're like, I've been staring at the table. I've been <laughs> yeah. staring at the table all day today, so it's fine. Um, so here's the thing: I feel like we can win out. Like we could win both yeah. these games, mm-hmm. and it, I'm not saying that you know it's guaranteed. But I feel pretty confident in this team. They could win both these games, mm-hmm. and I think should win both these games. But even with winning both these games, what you really got to look at is who Charlotte plays, because Charlotte is the one who's you know right above us tied on points charlotte plays three games we only play two games they play hartford on friday then they play loudon on wednesday and then they play austin bold on saturday we need them to lose two of those games essentially like it's i guess they could what lose lose one once yeah 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 they could draw one so yeah it's it's really tough because like i look at their schedule because that means more right now to me than looking at our schedule. Yeah. Because that they're the ones that could easily get you know second place. Yeah. And I I don't feel confident that they lose two of these games. Yeah. Against Hartford, Loudon, and Austin Bold. The I, the tough quick, part is that just real quick that Austin Bold game is October thirtieth, which is the same night that we play Hartford. They start their game at 8 p.m. Our game will be at 7. So we won't even know the result of that game when we head into ours. We literally just have to win, and then everybody jumps to a TV and see what the final score of that game is. But that's just what it's going to be. Kev, go ahead. 
Um, what is the tie break if someone ends up even on points? Is it goal difference? I want to say it was goals four. They seem to change it like every year in the USL. For some reason, they probably don't, and we're just terrible at following. <laughs> no, I, I, I legit think it's goals for this year. I feel like Josh is feverishly looking while I'm just sort of vamping here. Um, because yeah, so it's, I, go ahead, Josh. It's head-to-head points earned in regular season first, and then second is goal differential and head-to-head matches. It's league standings. Whoa, whoa, wait! Goal differential in head-to-head. So that's first for, of all, it yeah. would be like. So if we played Charlotte three times, first of all, I don't think we haven't, have we officially beat Charlotte? I can't even remember. I'm we might've beat them uh, once. We beat them once because Charlotte um, is our Achilles heel of a team. Yes. And then even if you're then tied on win loss draw, then it goes to goal differential in those three games. Um, oof. I don't think we need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not well, great. It, it's not great. It looks like <sighs> Yeah, no. We've played we've played Charlotte like four times this year and we've lost three. So Yeah. Oof. Freaking so Charlotte. we can't tie them on points. Otherwise we're sitting third. Yeah, goal differential in head to head matches. Yeah. So Yeah. So because of that, yeah, I think I, I think to be I, I, I think we I think we finished third and level on points with Charlotte. I, I think essentially we went out and Charlotte win their next two and then lose to Austin. Um, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. And at that point it doesn't matter. So like we need Charlotte to essentially have a bad run or, you know, obviously Loudon to have a good run. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, what Loudon just beat Miami. Miami. No, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying it's not possible. And they beat us. So yeah. it's yeah, there's I would say there's hope for sure. Um it's it's possible. Um look, honestly, what two weeks ago we went into the game against Tampa thinking like, oh, here we go, and then Miami lose the loud and the whole thing was flipped. That was yeah. just two weeks ago. Yeah. So like literally anything's possible. But I think that you would much rather be in the position where you hold your fate in your hands rather than hoping that a team pulls an Indy 11 and implodes, you know, last few games and just gives you a spot in the top two. I will say not the other having, thing too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Not having your fate in your hands is the worst part. And yeah. something else to keep in mind is like, holy crap, the Atlantic division is the craziest of all the the divisions right now because we're the only one that already has it decided on everything's who's making the playoffs up. and who's not like every other division in the league it's still up for grabs heck i think uh the mountain division only el paso is guaranteed to make the playoffs and only real monarchs is guaranteed not to make the playoffs like everyone else is still fighting for it so like yeah. the fact that we are to the point already where we know that four teams are making it and Four teams are not making it is pretty impressive. And that's either indicative of, you know, those four teams being really, really good, or it's another scenario like last year where those four bottom teams were just really bad and we were all able to stack up points against them. We lost the Loudon, so we can't say that it's that, you know, no, the teams yeah. are that terrible, but like if we can. Loudon only has 15 points on the season. And, yeah. and we, you know, we have 52 and Tampa Bay has 62 versus their 15 so they're not great (laughs) i think the other thing too 
Um, I mean, right now, as it sits, I think there is an uneasiness with me of the very real potential of us finishing fourth. Um, but I think, I think we almost get a, a, a quick answer on the Miami scenario uh, this week. Cause what I think Miami's next game is against Tampa. Um, and so, and that's their, obviously their hardest game left in the season. Um, you know, if Tampa beats them, okay, cool. Like we, Miami is no longer our business for the most part. I think. I mean, you know, we're we're gonna have to like in in any scenario. I'm I'm saying we went out. Um, but yeah. So in that scenario, fine, Miami's, and then it's just, and then we're just looking at Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I don't care. Like, I'm. It's hard for me to care between third and fourth. Oh, of I only care about second. Like yeah. if. If we don't get second, I don't know how much I really care about getting third or fourth place. I know it changes who we play, and it is you know somewhat a big deal. But if it's not second, then I whatever. I'm just glad we're in the playoffs. If it's not second, do you guys remember when before Bob was here and we were just like hoping for oh, like yeah. fifth? Like we're like, can we just get like be really really close and maybe we just like kind of squeak in and you know the Dave Brandt era and oh boy, it's just yeah. I mean. So part of me feels stuff, like all that stuff is for season recaps. We we yeah, we, yeah, get, yeah. we get to be <laughs> part of me Stay feels focused. like part of me feels like we're like spoiled right now. But um, season recap. On the if flip we... side, I think the biggest uh, what I need to see now. I'm almost like past these two games. We're in the playoffs regardless. Can we win our first playoff game? Can we win our only once in the Bob if... Lilly area era have we gotten past the first playoff game? And then we lost in the second playoff game. So like at this point now we're talking, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to say Lily out. I like Bob. We have a lot of fun talking. <laughs> I'm not saying Lily out, but I'm saying if you go four years in a row and the goal is to win a championship and you can't get past that first round, something's got to change. Yes. <laughs> but for those of you not this watching, is, that pained Kevin a lot. This is there's yes. a lot there's a lot of subtext here. Like yes, something needs to change, and it doesn't necessarily mean the manager. Oh like, no, no, no I, I'm I not think, saying that. I think the whole thing, lot, yeah, about managerial success is outperforming the resources that you're given. Yes. And I think I intu I don't know, not intuitively. My gut would tell me if anything would need to change. It's not necessarily the manager. It's maybe the resources that we put at squad, you know, building or something. I don't know. Um, when the manager controls those resources, but yes, we can have that conversation. Speaking of which, did you guys see the trailer for the Arsene Wenger, uh, biopic that, uh, Amazon's putting out looks no. amazing. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. You talking about manager and resources just made me think of that. It looks really, really good. Anyway, but um, go to your original question about feeling confident. No, I think if we have, if we have an away game in the first game in the first round of the playoffs, 20% chance that we win. I mean, like that's uh, without, you know, calling it three weeks away or whatever, or, or even longer and not knowing who our opponent is. That's the best I can do. But no, I don't, you know, I don't feel great about it, especially if it's Lou City again. <laughs> well, there, there is one thing that we, uh, Mike, you said earlier that kind of is a negative, but could also be a huge positive is this team's streaky. 
And like in the playoffs, all you need is a good streak. It doesn't, you know, it, yep. it's one of those things where you, it's better to be lucky than good sometimes. And, <laughs> and we, we definitely have some runs where it's like, we just go on a tear and that's, you just need to be hot at the right moment in the playoffs. It doesn't matter about who's the better team. It matters who's hot at that moment. Yep. So it's very well could be like, yes, we could make it all the way. Yeah. Who knows? I think but I'm not confident. I think what's interesting is that it feels like Charlotte is that team right now. I think Charlotte is on the tear right now. Now, they still have three games where they could trip up before they get into the play. I'd love to see Charlotte play Tampa and just see how that game shakes out. Like, just where do they both stand right now? Um, That's why I have a little bit of confidence. I think this game against the battery is huge. If we go out and we just, like, tromp the battery and we win 4 nothing. Okay, like now there's this glimmer of hope that when Hartford comes to town, you beat them three nothing. Now you're cruising and you have some confidence to ride into the playoffs. If we play the battery and we beat them three to two, like a team that's already out of the playoffs or worse, we draw with them. Now you're like, well, crap. And Kevin's going, he's doing a hand think... signal for like, I disagree, but I kind of yeah. agree because that's where I stand on things. <laughs> oh, I mean, for, like, I'll bet you all the money in my net worth that we're not going to win four nil and then three nil. Like, that's just like, really? I don't think. Yes. What is your net worth, Kevin? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I need to see I'll, your portfolio my... before that's I make right. this bet. <laughs> I was say, with all my debt included. Send, send um, me your maybe. Robin Hood account and uh, yeah. we'll uh, um, see what you're doing here. <laughs> but no, but I mean, look, I think fine. Look, they're they're out of the playoffs, but I think it's doing in them a bit of dis, a, a bit of disservice, <laughs> saying that like we just walk through them. Um, no, Steve, you can't get in on this. <laughs> um, I I I think two wins, no matter the no matter you know, how the, those games play out would be wonderful. If we, if we go into the playoffs I don't with agree. our last four games being three wins and a draw, one of them beating a Tampa team that like hasn't lost since freaking, you know, January um, and a Miami game that by all accounts, we, you know, had a goal taken away from us. I, f- I feel great. I, I don't yeah, care. Not, even if it is a three, two, we're not talking points. We're talking confidence. We're talking emotion. We're talking something that yes. you can't necessarily track. Three, 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 you know, three wins in a draw out of the past four. I'm great. It's Let me, beating okay, a hold on. team. Let me ask you this, because we're like we're we're diving headfirst down these rabbit holes. If the team wins three to two at Highmark Stadium, yeah, you think Lily is like good when job, has Lily guys. You ever been great. like that? But Lily's never point. like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that Lily's pretty good at we've had this conversation. He doesn't let the guys get too high. He doesn't get them like get too low. You get your rear end torn out by Lily in the second, to last game of the season. You don't think that's going to affect how you're feeling two games later. I mean, at this point, I don't think Lily reaming you has any effect. You're so used to it. You're like, okay, guess it's Saturday. Like, yeah. I don't, I it, you just go to your happy place. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, you know, the boy who cried wolf at this point. Like if you constantly get reamed for everything, you stop caring about getting reamed. Yeah, I'm not saying that's exactly how Lily is. I'm I'm sure it, it, it probably isn't that bad, but it does look like that from the sidelines sometimes, yeah. where you know he's yelling at the players for 45 minutes after the game while fans are still in the stadium waiting, you know, to shake their hands or to you know yeah. send them off. But Mike, I'm putting I'm putting words in your mouth, and 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 stop me if I am. But I think I think the only difference that the only thing that we're differing on 
is you're saying, you know, two wins to fin- finish out the season isn't enough. It has to be two emphatic wins. And I'm just saying, no, two wins is enough. I mean, really, that's the only difference that we're that we're talking about here. I think it depends on how we play. If it's a nervy, like, oh, no, like we're barely holding on two goals because battery is really taking it to us. That's very different from we get to the 85th minute and we're up to nothing and we're closing in on their goal for another for another score. So the only pushback I have against that is I feel like sometimes for confidence coming back from behind, showing that grit, showing that heart can have more confidence boosting effects than skating through feeling like you didn't really have to try and then going in with false bravado into the playoffs because you played against a team that was just not showing up. If the team battles back from a hard fought one in, you know, that is how they have their confidence boosted. That's fine. Like, I'm not saying like it has to be emphatic wins, but I do think there is some weird nebulous, like you need the three points regardless, but there could be ways that you get those three points that will give you more confidence. That isn't necessarily an emphatic win. I think I think part of my precondition for this is the teams that we're playing and the fact that they're both out of the playoffs. I think if you come behind against Tampa, you come behind from Charlotte, then that feels different than a come from behind from a team that you know that's packing it up and going home in two games. So yeah, but I mean, do you, don't you think don't you think like Hartford's different than Loudon? Like they're both yeah. out of the playoffs. Yeah, but much but more like, closer to us yeah. than than Loudon. And I, I do think Charleston Battery at, is a yeah. team that, you know, it's it's Charleston Battery has a history with the Hounds, both old guard. It's, it's, they will show up to this game, and both of these teams are going to show up to this game because, yes, they're out of the playoffs, but what better way to end your season than beating a team that's near the top of the playoff or top of the division where you can be like, you know what, we're not that bad. Yes, we right. got hard done through the season. But we beat Pittsburgh, leaving the we t- season. We take Hartford's like best score, you know, Dixon yeah. and every, yeah. I mean, yeah. There, there's reasons for these teams to play. That's all I'm saying. Listen, this is all hyperbole at this point. But honestly, like, do we want to compare ourselves? But in in our mind, do we want to say, you know what, we fought really hard against these two teams that are outside the playoffs, or do we want to think we're in the playoffs for a reason? We're a dominant team, and we should crush these guys. Like, and it, I think, I think so much of what happens in the playoffs is mentality, which is where we've suffered because we keep rebuilding our team every year. And like the teams that do well have been together for years and years. And we bang this drum for multiple seasons, but yeah. So that's, we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend. Yeah, I, I get your give point me, for sure. Give me, yeah, give me, give point. me, uh, give me a score prediction, Kev, since you don't think it'll be four or nothing, what do you think it'll be? I'm going to say three, nothing while you're pondering three, nothing. I mean, we do look, I, I, the, the fire will be lit under our butt knowing that we, uh, you know, a draw isn't good enough. Better. Um, We, we need, we, yeah, we need a win. We'll be at home. We have a good record at home this season. The fans will be up for it. You know, fingers crossed. It's a lovely day and everyone's out in full voice. It's supposed to be cold as heck, but yeah, go <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. I, that, I, and so I, I think, I think given that, you know, I'll say two nil seems about right. Josh. 
I have a hard time believing this game will have any nil in it because this season against Charleston, we've seen 3-3, 3-2. Like, it's been high-scoring games. I think, yeah, 3-2. So, yeah, like, all these games, the lowest we've been is 1-1, and that was in July. So, I feeling this game's going to be high scoring. Like I could see another three, two. Obviously I want Pittsburgh to be on the three side um, for this game. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a shutout on either side. There's going to be a lot of goals and it's going to be nerve wracking, but you know, welcome to the hounds. Okay. Fair enough. That's what we think. Obviously let us know what you think. We've spent, 56 minutes talking, you know, largely about sort of the Miami incident, followed by, you know, speculating about what could happen here over the next few games. So obviously your thoughts and uh, ideas are welcome as well. Gentlemen, before we get out of here, uh, Premier League was back from the international break. Uh, Aston Villa was up 2 nothing with 11 minutes left and somehow lost 3-2 to two to Wolves, so I'm not feeling great right now. Yeah, thanks for the face, Kev. That's great. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> I'm reacting in real time. It was terrible. Um, it was so good until it was terrible. Uh, Josh, how you how you feeling about Everton at this point? Honestly, right now I'm looking up what the score was because I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. I, this this week was Everton was the last thing on my mind with Hound stuff and and, and friends coming over and stuff like that. So yeah, I Fair don't enough. even know how we did. But Kev, Liverpool are yeah. not in first place. Chelsea have supplanted them. How even though Liverpool won five nothing on the weekend, I think it was. So how are you feeling about things? Great. No, I think uh, I think we look really sharp. Um, I mean, on the weekend, everyone played really well by all accounts. Um, you know, if we stay injury free, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I said I said it last time we talked about it. I, I think by the end of the season, Liverpool will absolutely be shoulder to shoulder with whoever's going to win the league. Um, they may not win it, it they, you know, but it's going to be tight. Um, so yeah, I know. Love love watching his team. Love watching Salah at the at this point. Salah is. I don't know if you guys saw. Yeah, Laura Ellen Brighton Brighton's fourth, which is I mean incredible. It's yeah, you know we're not ten games in the season, but we're awfully close. And you know Brighton being fourth is you know is is no fluke. Um, I mean it's a little bit. uh, I'm not gonna show. I'm not gonna you know don't don't poke that bear. (laughs) (laughs) But I would if you haven't watch if you like football or soccer at all. Just catch catch Salah's goal at Watford. It was yeah. it was insane. It was crazy. Um, so I yeah I hope he gets new contract. I hope he stays at Liverpool because yeah he's just a he's just a joy to watch. I don't want to spend too much more time talking about this, but Kev obviously there was a lot of news in that Newcastle was purchased mm. by basically the Saudi state, even though the league is like, no, it's not the Saudi state. And now there's a bunch of teams. Basically every team is sort of up in arms over it and what this could potentially mean. Um, Realistically, do you think that Newcastle is like the new man city? I mean, before we even get to that point, I'll I'll point out really quickly. There's a really, really well-written article in the New York times by Rory Smith talking about the, the Saudi for Newcastle. Yeah. 
um, where he details everything and really well. It's, and, and I think the thing that that should be talked about first before talking about anything else is just like the sports washing that's going on with, with the Saudi state and just how grim and egregious, you know, their human rights track record is and, and trying to, and trying to sports wash their image through having people think about Newcastle first when they think of, you know, Saudi Arabia rather than, you know, their stance against, persecution of lgbtq plus people and 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 everything so yeah i mean it's, that's first and foremost but to, to kind of answer your question too about i mean they're not the new man city because their their wealth in that fund is 10x of what if city's wealth is <laughs> like it, like it's insane they they they're now wealthier than like every club in europe combined like it's their wealth is unmatched and so um, I don't know where this is going to go. I mean, it's, I think city have shown that they've shown how you can't just snap your fingers and inject a billion dollars a summer and win the league next season. It takes some time, but I think the only question is, is how long, I mean, Newcastle will win a league, win a champions league, whatever. Um, it, I've, in the next, I don't know, 15 years at least. I mean, and it's probably going to be shorter than that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just when and, and and how they get there. But uh, yeah, it'll be, be really interesting. Let me let me ask you this: You have unlimited funds. Um, who do you get as your manager? Yeah, no, that's. I think the manager is the right question. I mean, because you can't like what I see. Like people are saying, like Mbappe to Newcastle in the chat, like. <laughs> it's going to take five to 10 years for that. Maybe not that long. It's going to take them time to be able to attract, you know, the world-class players. Sure. Money talks. Absolutely. I was going to say, when you but, got all the money in the world, you don't got time. You just throw it. Yeah. But I, like, I know it's a bit facetious. Maybe it's not, I don't know, but Mbappe's not going to go to Newcastle. Even if you give him like a billion dollars a week, even in like, because like he wants to win the Ballon d'Or, and if you want to win the Ballon d'Or, you have to be in the Champions League. You have to be winning titles. You have to do. You have to be doing all that. And you can't. You can't be. You know. So there, there's going to have to be this buffer period. City, City realized this as well um, in the first few years, where you start building up, building up a team. Um, so I think the manager is the right question. People have been talking about Conte. I don't. I mean, people don't think he's necessarily going to go. I mean, I think that's the issue. There's not a ton of good manager selection out there. Um, right now. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like Zidane people, I, I don't know. So I, I, I don't it, like, if I can just pick anyone, even if they're in a job right now, club, <laughs> club. I mean, I do love club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Um, I mean, Pep wouldn't do it. Uh, no, okay. One second, one second, one second. <laughs> I don't think people realize how much money, this is this is so much money like yeah. they could basically just buy real madrid like all the players coaching staff everything and just put them in newcastle like yeah. they, they could do that to barcelona the, the psg like they could just buy barcelona be like thank you we are so yeah. in debt <laughs> <laughs> yeah just buy please, all the players please. the coaching staff everyone and just put them in newcastle like that's what how much money we're talking here it's it's yeah. not like there's saying the sky's the limit is 
almost laughable. It's like undershooting it. it. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) so stupid how much money that they could throw. Like, I'm not saying they're going to throw all this money in because just because they're worth this much money, the owners doesn't mean they're going to use all that money. But like, they could. (laughs) There, I think there, there, the the rumor I've been hearing that's getting passed around is through like FFP regulations they the maximum they can spend in january is 200 million and then in the summer 500 million um so over the course of the next you know under 12 months they can spend million. 700 million you know on, yeah i know yeah that's and that's all. also not thinking that you know people who have this much money can find ways to get around the rules or can pay off right. the rules and be like okay we somehow found more money i mean it's loopholes and crap like that like i yeah. i have no faith that this is not going to break everything the only way it's not going to break everything is if sanctions get real with it like within the league and and they don't allow it or if they just don't want to spend that much money like it it could just be their own choice and they're like no we don't want to put that much money into this like it's more of you know whatever wait josh you're saying that that people can be bought off in a soccer game i don't know that corner that's it let's get on with the game i guess what? Wait, what? Hold on, I missed that. Wait. The corner, that's it. Let's get on with the game, I guess. <laughs> that's great. Uh, before we end the podcast. Uh, <laughs> By I the way, have... I'm saving that for like the rest of forever. Oh, like yeah. there are some clips and things like, you know, our little ESPN error screen. Thank you for your patience. We're just keeping that forever. We're going to use that whenever we can. Go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to use this this platform as a way to uh, to kind of advertise for the Steel Army real fast. We have oh, yeah. uh, Pride Night coming up. The Hounds are having Pride Night, and we I don't want to show the scarf because I don't know if you know I don't want to step on any toes and show the scarf before it's ready to be shown. But we have a, a new Pride scarf uh, where all the the proceeds will go to charities. Um, but uh, it is the first time ever we've done a scarf with the hounds so it will have the steel army logo and the hounds logo on it and it's a pride scarf that's awesome it's it's the best design i've seen us do for uh you know we we had one pride scarf before this but yeah this one is so awesome it's also a summer scarf so it's going to be a lighter scarf so that way you know you can actually use it throughout the season instead of having a heavy scarf the whole season um but yeah it's gonna be 20 dollars. we're gonna have them at the tailgate we only ordered a hundred of them but uh, so, yeah, if you want one, come to the tailgate, get there early because they're going to go fast. I got a feeling. Yeah. And like I said, first scarf ever we done with the hounds. So Steel Army logo and the hounds logo is on the scarf. That's awesome. That's so, so cool. And what voting for player of the year? And oh, yeah, that just started today. So if you're in the Steel Army, check your email, check uh, Twitter and all of that. But uh, you can go and get your votes in for uh, all the various awards that uh, the steel army hands out at the end of the year um, uh, pro tip for that if you are voting the easiest way to get into speakeasy because a lot of people have issues getting into speakeasy go to your email and search for dispatch because the steel army dispatch always has the speakeasy password at the very bottom of the uh email and then that's what you put in as the password for the speakeasy on the steel army website and that's where you can access the voting yeah so make sure you go check that out. Gentlemen, anything else before we wrap this one up and anxiously sit on the edge of our seats as the Hounds play the battery this weekend? I mean, don't wait. Don't wait for this weekend. Uh, Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Charleston yeah. plays. Ra- or wait, no. Who do they play? I can't remember now. 
I just said it, but I can't remember. But yeah, you, you got to watch these other games because they unfortunately have a lot of meaning right now. Yeah. So yeah, Charleston plays not until Friday. So you can watch that on Friday, but then Miami on Wednesday plays the Rowdies. Yeah. So <laughs> try to be optimistic. We have something to fight for rather than something that we're trying not to lose. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mr. Positivity. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> thanks, Kev. <laughs> hey, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you head to mongols.com. Click on support the show to become a Patreon follower. This is your weekly reminder, as always, that black lives matter. You know, it's funny because you've seen, especially across the Premier League, there are some fans and there are some players that are starting to protest the protest but then you still hear stories about young black athletes that are getting harassed on the field and it's like this is why this is why it's so important to continue the protest to continue to say that yeah of course black lives matter and to to support the players and everything that they do so we're going to keep saying it you know regardless of whether people keep kneeling or not um and uh and you know hopefully it resonates even with one person then uh, then it's well worth our time to to make that point so yeah, weekly reminder, obviously Black Lives Matter. Um, thank you to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to USL, MLS, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves to your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniform or, or cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of a dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Dot com. Looking for more great USL news? Head over to BGN.FM where we've got now over 100 fans and players that are writing and podcasting about the beautiful game. Lots of great features that went up on the site this week. Check them out at BGN.FM. Otherwise, thanks everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. The corner, that's it. Let's get on with the game, I guess. So after all